Hi there, I'm Randy Heckman. Welcome to the Grand Awakening Podcast. Folks, our desire is that we can incline the heart of our Sovereign Lord to pour out His Spirit in power, reviving His Church here in West Michigan, but also in our state and our nation, and then leading to a great spiritual awakening all for His glory. But for that to happen, it's just critical that first we listen to what God is saying to us and that we quickly and cheerfully respond to his instructions in humble obedience. I am so pleased and privileged to be able to introduce a friend, somebody I uh, am proud of, thankful for, I learn from, and uh, Art Remington. Art, thanks for joining us today. Uh, it's a joy and a pleasure, my brother. Anytime to spend time with you, whether it's in person or over the <laughs> internet, it's always a blessing. I uh, totally agree. Totally. Let me tell you a little bit more about Art. Technically, he's Art Remington Jr. And uh, despite being in ministry for over 55 years, you don't look, you could have been in ministry for that long, Art. Come on. But he describes himself as a foot washer for Jesus. We can talk maybe more about that. He is the pastor and national ambassador at large for Promise Keepers, a ministry he's been involved with since 1994. He also uh, currently serves in two other capacities. He's a staff pastor for Project 200, a disciple-making ministry, and pastor slash partner at Come Behold Israel Ministry. He prepared for a career in ministry by attending Northwestern College in Minnesota. Spent a number of years in various churches as a youth and college pastor. He and his dear wife, Miriam, reside in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. And anyone that knows Art knows them to be perennially upbeat, uh, as evidenced by the fact that one of his favorite expressions I've heard more than once from him is that he is blessed and highly favored of the Lord. So again, Art, thanks for joining us for a few minutes here on this podcast. It's such a joy. You know, whenever you hear someone given a little short bio or long bio, you, you always, you're humbled, and, <laughs> you know, and you go just, uh, one time I just say, just say sinner saved by grace. Come there you go. Me. Yeah, I get it. It's, it's totally true, but we, I am proud of you, proud to be your brother and uh, just the, the, all that you've been involved in and, and, uh, but I think it might be helpful, if you don't mind starting out, just sharing a little bit about your faith story. How did you come to personally know the Lord? How and when? How did that happen? You know, I, I grew up in Nebraska, blessed to have been raised a Christian home, a father who and mother who came to Christ when they were juniors in high school in Nebraska. And then my dad went into the Navy. Uh, he had a family of 11. My mom had seven sisters. Wow. Uh, all lived in a little town of 300, so half the town was relatives. But, yeah, I imagine. <laughs> anyway, he, you know, when after he came to cry, went in the Navy, he got connected to navigators. And, you know, such a disciple-making ministry still is. I, I just enjoy any time I can be around any uh, nav guy. It just, and that really entrusted the power of discipling. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, your first person you should be discipling is your children and so guess what i got discipled well you know memorizing scripture you know that was a form of punishment sometimes you know okay you got to memorize the first chapter of john yeah <laughs> they say that some people say well that make you not want to study scripture but it was 
you know, a joy of just being raised in that. Mm. Uh, and of course, uh, I got blessed uh, to got a small basketball scholarship to go to this little college up in Minneapolis called Northwestern College, which was originally a school started by Billy Graham, a missionary training school, the first Baptist church there mm. in the city. And then they, that in 1964, they went uh, liberal arts. And so they were hard up on finding a, a short five foot in uh, guard. <laughs> and, but anyway, got me there uh, two years of working for the Billy Graham Association while I lived there and uh, worked uh, there a lot. And, you know, started getting into Greek and Hebrew. And I said, man, going full-time student, working. I decided in the spring of 66, I was going to drop out for the spring and summer and then come back in the fall. And I could just co totally concentrate on my studies. Sure. Well, that was 1966. And Guess what? I was number one on the draft board in my county in Nebraska, and I got a letter from my uncle. And being a, a patriot, I said, I'll go serve my country. And so uh, uh, went uh, to the Vietnam, served in Vietnam, 67, 68. My mm. last year I spent in California, and that's where I then continued my studies. And uh, that's where I became a youth pastor. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, then from there, I got married, uh, had two children, son and daughter. And uh, when they were six and four, I was full-time ministry. I was, we were, I was a college pastor and my wife decided she did not want to be married anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. It, uh, so when people asked me about, I Pursued that for, you know, three and a half years, mm -hmm. six times the courts of California denied it. And uh, so uh, anyway, at the end of that, God said, she's chose her path. Now walk in the one I have. And mm. uh, I, I was like ready to be a Hosea. I take her back. You know, sure. Just, uh, the, you read Hosea and how uh, that God's story of our Lord and us as the church. Yeah. Uh, it was about three years later when God brought a, a, a sister in my life uh, that was going to church on the way where I was uh, then on the counseling staff. Of course, you lose your ordination when you're uh, divorced. Yeah. Uh, but God was using what I went through so I could minister. Unfortunately, then, you know, uh, divorce and separation was rampant in the church. Mm -hmm. Bad part. It's just bad in the church as it is in the world. But in that time, I met met Charlene, and so we ended up getting married. And for about four and a half years in that marriage, she came down with cancer and battled mm. it for six years. Ooh. And finally, God totally healed her at the end of that. Mm. Uh, and in uh, '94, she went home to be with the Lord. Wow. And that's when God told me to go, get rid of everything, and go serve Promise Keepers. No and kidding. I just showed up. Uh, at a conference in Seattle and said, I'm here to wash feet. Wow. And uh, what could you do? And they said, oh, we need a litter patrol guy. And they gave me, said, round up 12 guys. We'll give free T-shirts, trash bags. And so went around. Then they ran out of toilet paper, <laughs> sent me to get toilet paper. And then they found out I was a pastor. Oh, we can't have a pastor doing that. <laughs> I said, why not? What did our Lord do when he saw the 
when he's having his meal with his disciples, saw that there was no one there to wash their feet, and he took off his rabbinical robe. That's right. He did. He served them. And that's how I got nicknamed the foot washer for Jesus. Okay, got it. Then on, my credential would say, Pastor Art Remington, whatever (laughs) position I was doing, and I did everything but be the main speaker on the platform. Sure. But it always said, foot washer for Jesus. If I grab one of my many uh, credentials here, that's that's what I do. Now, Bishop Garlington said, you got to change that. Instead of foot washer, they need to be, it needs to say feet washer because Pastor Art, you wash many feet. Uh. And so I was really blessed. They began to call me their staff pastor, even though I was, God told me to serve, but don't get on their payroll. I'll be Jehovah Jireh. And you know, wow. for 20 some years, I served and, uh, and then in uh, April 10th of 99, uh, my wife now, her husband and two sons were in a head-on collision. Ooh. And her husband of 16 years, in fact, we, we celebrated their life yeah. celebration on their 16th anniversary, April 16th. Mm. And, and, and in the accident was her 14-year-old son, Zadok, and uh, 11-year-old son, Micah, who was a twin. They had a twin, twin boy and girl, Kelly wow. and Micah. And Micah and Jeff were killed in the accident. Zadok mm. mm. was a miracle in his life. I was then traveling PK, go to cities and connect with pastors and volunteers. In sure. The cities were, and... <clears throat> They got a hold of me. I came back here to Pennsylvania. I was in Oregon at, during that time. They lived here in Pennsylvania then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to the hospital, was at, I helped the pastor who, where I preached several times at their church uh, to do the memorial service. Anyway, God ended up taking a 20-year friendship because I was, Miriam came to LA to be a, go to Life Bible College in LA. And I was a college pastor. And anyway, so we knew each other. Way sure, after. sure. And God took a 20-year friendship, a widow and two fatherless children and a mm. widower. And this November 21st, we will be celebrating the 23rd anniversary, our 23rd anniversary. So tell me God can't take and build, bring beauty out of our ashes. And That's so, so good. That's so good. I've, I've gone through the death of a marriage. I've through divorce, I've gone through death, through uh, uh, yeah. disease, and then, but God said it was not good for Art to be alone. So that's, that's good, Art. Well, it's quite a story, man. Quite a story. Way to, way to hang in there through the, the many dips and, and issues that you've had and trusting the Lord. But what drew you to, to PK, to Promise Keepers, Art, in the, in the first place? Well, what, and what keeps you there? What What is it in your heart that that draws you toward promise keepers. I, w- I want to tell you first, it was God. His st- the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord, right? Yes, and yes. So it's 1992. Uh, I was pastoring, you know, in California, and, yep. and that's when uh, Coach McCartmack, you know, and yep. James Dobson had a, his on focus on the family, mm. and he interviewed Coach and was talking about this Promise Keepers ministry. We did our first event last year, that was 91. And 92, we're gonna do it at Folsom Field. And we're, we're, you know, they were hoping to fill that 50,000 plus. Sure. So me and a couple, uh, you know, uh, youth pastors, we got in a car and we drove, cause they had a leadership a, a couple days before. And then 
there were 22,000 there that year. And then in, uh, came back in 93 when they had 54 plus lighting and the candles, which, and then the next year, of course, went to seven cities. And one of the cities was Anaheim. And mm -hmm. so living in California, went there. But that's when my wife, the, the cancer exploded mm -hmm. in her body and, of course, went home. And that's when God said, okay, go serve. And so in 95, wow. I just I showed up. Mm. I, I remember I showed up at, at uh, L.A. Coliseum. That was the largest really gathering in a, a stadium. We had 87, 90,000 guys packed in there. And uh, the precious moment of that is when we had, we had the youth event going on at the USC a, a basketball arena. Mm -hmm. And when those 4,000 plus youth come running through the tunnel with their fathers cheering them. On. That's so good. That's so good. From then on, God said, go serve. And literally, you know, I just, I just show up. I had a little 85 Toyota pickup truck. I drove from conference to conference. And then of course, 99, you can imagine the, after the, uh, with Miriam, when God, I went on this, uh, 28 day fast that's too much a great story but yeah of, of, <clears throat> because god had stirred my heart and eventually found out miriam's too at the same time that i was to marry her and it yep. made no sense you know wow. to raise teenagers again i was free like paul i could go anywhere sure sure wanted me to go but god after 28 days of a full fast i knew that i knew that i knew i went to all my mentors my pastor jack Hayford. And yeah. Jack knew Marion because she was engaged to his oldest son at one time. And until God told her, this is the man I have for you. So he knew her and knew, okay, and he knew me. But it was just affirmation after affirmation. And uh -huh. Marion had the same thing through friends. And so that's when we, we at we talked to the kids about it. Then, you know, Zad, by this time, you know, they were 14 and 11. And uh, they were now 15 and 12 uh -huh. and, and just, they were told, well, why wouldn't you? They had asked my late wife and I to be spiritual godparents when wow. Zad was born. I literally held Zad less than an hour after he was born. And three years later, they had moved from California to West Virginia. And, uh, and so at that time, they, uh, that's when the twins, Micah and Kelly were born. Mm -hmm. And again, they said, hey, you wanna be godparents again? So God already had it set up, you know? So it, so to them, when we said, God seems to be stirring our hearts. Yep, sure. Oh, why wouldn't they say, duh, yeah. your dad. Yeah, come on. <laughs> so oh, it was, uh, good. God, you'd love, I often say, you know, we look at the strings hanging on the back of a tapestry, but we need to get around and look what God has. Yeah. Done. Here and that's very good. So you obviously you knew Coach McCartney. I remember seeing him. I assume you were in Colorado at Boulder when they had the event there. Were you yes. at that one as well? Yes, at Fol those were at Folsom Field and Boulder. Yep, yeah. yeah, I was at that one as well with one of my sons. Was that, that was the quite something? I'm sorry. When we lit the candles in '93. Yeah, yeah, that was something. Then how about? Um, the big thing, I just saw this hour-long thing with Promise Keepers in D.C. where they had 1.4 million guys, right? Well, that's what the Parks Department said. They could only count the guys that were in the open. They couldn't <laughs> see the guys who were under the trees. And literally, the closer you got 
Randy to the to the platform or the stage. Yeah. They were, and because they could listen on the radio, then, you know, what before self <laughs> or smartphones, yeah. they were listening. And I believe there was well over two. Many say there could have been three. The number doesn't matter. Wow. It had, it was a holy, holy moment. You know, and Randy, it, October 4th was the 25th anniversary. Yes. Yeah. The special thing about that, when they chose the date, they didn't know it, but it came during the time of, the the feast of trumpets young kippur yep, yep. rosh hashanah and how the last tuesday it was the first day of, of young kippur the sundown that night on <laughs> october 4th so i think god's timetables lines up with so many things because that was the, it was a sacred assembly for us men to come and ask mm -hmm. god to forgive us for how we first failed as his sons then as brothers, and then as we got married to our wives and then mm -hmm. to our children, that moment when every guy took a picture of their family out and got on their faces. Yeah, that's that was very moving to watch that. Holy hush went across that that whole. Wow, that's part. great. That was an incredible moment. Of yep. Well, Art, do we still need a promise keepers in uh, 2022? I'll tell you, if there's a time. Mm. You're, I'll get emotional now. If there's a time we need another awakening, another move of God. Will he use promise keepers again? I want to believe. That's why I'm, that's why I'm back. That's mm -hmm. why I'm here. The rebirth that started, you know, again, and uh, basically a, an 18 was new leadership. Mm -hmm. uh, Ken Harrison took over chairing the board. Yeah. And, and, you know, Coach Mack, unfortunately, has been dealing with, uh, you know, Alzheimer's. You're right. Stuff we can just pray for him but yeah in that we need to come together there's so many ministries around the world one of the ministries i've also served with is christian men's network dr edwin lewis cole they're okay. in 140 nations just in indonesia now alone uh eddie leal the pastor he is discipling over a million men five hundred thousand right now and and, and the God is wanting to awaken the men. And if there's a time of awakening again, we look at where we were 25 years mm -hmm. ago and where we are now as a nation. Yeah. We need an, and everybody says we need revival. Well, before revival comes repentance. Amen. Amen. And when there's that 180, it's like all this, these, like even I'm taking the vote that happened just recently in Kansas that they, they approved abortion. No one in Kansas thought that would happen. Right. Well, you know, it's not a, a judicial law that's going to change. It's got to be a heart issue. It's a heart thing. When the heart, heart changes, and that's where, I'll tell you, Randy, we need to see the men of America's hearts change. Then yeah. we're not going to be worried. That guy's not going to be having sex out of, outside of marriage. Or, yeah. you know, and the, and, the, and the young lady, if she gets pregnant, she's not going to want to murder right, that lady. Right, right, right. She is going to want to either keep it or put That's it right. up for adoption. That's right. And uh, we need a heart change in America and the nations of the world. Yeah. And, and yeah. I believe the time is now. It's not short. We, we see everything that's going on. You know, I keep getting texts from a friend that knows right. Everything's going on with Russia right now and yeah. how you know all these 
What did the Lord tell his disciples? When will we know when the end is near? Well, you see wars, rumors of wars. We see pestilence, earthquakes. You see uh, COVID-19 plague. <laughs> yeah. When you see these things, what are we to do? Look up for our redemption, but not to wait for a get out of jail free card or out of this mess. Yeah. But we got a few billion people that need to come to Christ. Yep. And if that happens, guess what? Then we're going to, I think that's why the father keeps waiting to till mm. he tells Gabriel to blow his horn and tell the son to go yep. get it right. It's, it's, he's wanting his heart, his, his compassion is to see the world one, but we Amen. Know Amen. Yeah. we had an enemy that's out to kill, steal, and destroy. That's right. We know him who destroyed the the works of the devil. That's the right. Jesus yeah. Christ, the only begotten Son of God, the God Amen. of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen. So I totally agree with you. We need heart change, and we men need heart. Change. I mean, our culture, you know, tries to, especially if you're a white man. You know, just get out of our way and let us be who we are sort of attitude. And so many men have addictions, even Christian men, pastors and others. Yes. Talk about pornography. You know, if they're not, you know, actively engaged in an adulterous affair or whatever, in their heart, their mind, we've got a lot of men that are addicted to, to uh, what they see on their phones and so on. How do we how can we help initiate the heart change in men, Christian men, especially in America today? What, what do we need to do to initiate, to make that happen? Preach the word. And, and the love. And the, you know, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. And it's through the power, you know, this... Right now, our ministry probably considered a hate ministry because we yep. believe, you know, God created us male and female. Yep. Sex is between a man and a woman. In and, marriage. And, in marriage. marriage. Yes. And and in marriage that 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 and and so in the process of of what we are seeing that the world is trying to change, mm. going all the way to our children, you know, yeah. teaching in schools. And it, it's this process of that. How is that going to happen? It's going to be speaking the truth in love. Mm -hmm. What we saw in the 90s when literally thousands of men would be running to the altar in an altar call because there was this, the, the word that had been preached, the Holy Spirit grabbed their heart. Yes. And they knew I have to get right with my father. Mm. When that rightness comes, it's like the prodigal son. Mm. When he, he's wallowing in the pigsty, I mean, a Jewish boy eating, in with, hanging with the pig, man. When he came to himself, then he ran to the, and guess what? The father saw him and ran to him and hugged him and greeted yeah. him. It's, it's got to be at that point of, of speaking the truth, letting the power of the Holy Spirit speaking through the voices, even through worship. Mm -hmm. uh, my, my, if we can gather the men to worship, to pray together, and just mm -hmm. hear the word, it, and let the Holy Spirit turn and bring, you know, that, mm -hmm. that conviction. That, yeah. that how can I ascend the mountain but he who has clean hands and a pure heart? That's and, good. And when we look at that, the pastors, they say, what, 54% of or say once a week they're in pornography. Yeah. Shepherds yeah. dealing with it. How, how much more? And now through this past few years with COVID and everything, pastors, we're, we see 
I think last report, 1,874 pastors are leaving ministry. Now, a lot of that is because some of it is their own self, but a lot of it, they just, it's, they're realizing it's, the people aren't listening. That's yeah. how, how many of, are, are doing it? Is that per week or per how? how per month. They per say month. That. Okay. Yeah. And you, when you think of that. Yeah. It, yeah. And, and so we need pastors that aren't going to get woke. They're going to speak the truth in love Yep. to say, this is what the word of God says. Yes. yes we love the sinner, but the sin, we got to say, no, we can't, we can't. Uh, you know, I don't. Yeah. Want to, uh, no, it, you're, you're totally right. Process of uh, Randy, we where we are and where the church is. You know, I have the joy of traveling and yeah. a lot of. And when you hear some of the wokeness they're in, and they're just well, we got to be. You know, we got to be loving. That's got to be nice. Our flag yeah. out there, and but don't give back. <laughs> the, the, those colors god intended them to be yeah and, you know, as a promise he gave us but it's all that what they're trying to do and especially it, what grieves me the most is what they're what is happening to our children yeah yeah i agree and i agree there's it's exciting to see remnants happening amongst the, the youth yeah the young and and the season Yep. My prayer from what men that watched that and still can, you can go to YouTube and watch the 25th anniversary. Yep. That's, it was, it's and powerful. It, it's very it powerful. Yes. the heart again. God, we need another awakening. That's good. That's good. Years. Not to say, oh, wow, look what promise keepers. No, it's what God did. Yes. He wants to do it again, but it's going to take all of us locking arms and locking shields yep. in his kingdom and not ours. That's really good. So I guess the question again, as you, are able to see what's going on in Promise Keepers and and, and really have your hand on the pulse of, of where we are, where we've been, the issues that we face, as you've talked about. Are you on, on the hopeful side of things or are you more on the pessimistic side of things as far I'm as on, working on? I'm a man of faith, Randy. Okay. I mean, the darker it gets, guess what? My light should be that much brighter. That's good, and bro. We have the answer, the yes. only answer. And in yes. boldness, we need to go out. And, yeah. and I believe we're coming into the greatest, greatest awakening revival. We're going to see supernatural miracles. I mean, uh, from people being healed, you're hearing it already. <clears throat> Literally, where thousands are going to be coming forward for salvation. And then, you know, one thing to be, then the discipling comes. I love evangelism. Yes. They yep. go and they already got it prepared. Right. Churches and people trained to reap and disciple this new harvest because the enemy is crouching at the door, right? So I am, I think we are, the excitement of being a believer. And even though we're seeing all the chaos, everybody, you know, any day, like today, they're always saying Russia's lining up all its nuclear planes. Yep. Yep. Guess what? That just, God, I look, I read your word. I, I, you know, everybody gets into the end times thing. Well, get into the word. If it's something you're going to get into. Yes, that, that it is. We know every day we're getting closer to his return. That's right. And, and, and the, everybody said, well, I just beam me up out of here, Jesus. I'm ready to leave. <laughs> no, you better not. If you I always go until I said, how many are ready for the Lord to return? All the hands. Are oh, ready. sure. So you're okay to have a few billion people go to hell. Oh, no, pull my hand back. <laughs> but that's where, Randy, right now, I believe, 
if there is a season and God's raised the power of prayer, there, there's prayer, prayer, prayer going on all over yes, the yes, world. Right yes, and, yes. And, and that, you know, that tugs on the heart of God. Amen. When is he going to tip that basin of, of prayers and, and pour? And I believe we'll see little, that's why we see major revivals breaking out in some cities, you know, where they're saying we started, we had a two night revival meeting and, and it lasted, it's, it's been going now for three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it, that's, when revival in, everybody said, why did these revival fires in? Well, I think we try to get it into our man's agenda. You know, let let God just show up. That's right. People say it's, it's tempting to get your eyes off of the reviver and onto the revival. Oh. And we got to keep it on, on God himself and rather than the phenomenon. But uh, we do need revival. We need hearts change. We need to see billions of People come to faith in Christ before Jesus puts an end to history, which I I agree it's it's coming. But yes. prayer is so critical. So yes, it is. In fact, uh, I think it'd be good if if unless you got something you want to add that you'd close us in prayer and uh, begin. You know, certainly that prayer for revival. I just say I just I believe the latter rain is going to be greater than former. Yeah, that's good. All I say is if. If you need to look up some and um, do some history on the great awakenings. Yes. Place. And almost everyone started with the prayer. They did. Absolutely. Praying <laughs> and, and revival breaks out. Amen. So Father, we just come before you right now. On our knees before you, Lord, in humility. Mm. Seeking your face, Lord, asking you to forgive us of our sins, Lord, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yes, Lord. Lord, in this season that we're in, oh, Father, yes, it looks dark and gloomy and the mm. chaos, and we get all caught up on who the governmental decisions are being made, and, and we can get so focused on those news, and we take our eyes off of you just as peter got out of the boat when you said come lord once he took his eyes off you and started looking at the waves and the storm but then he began to sink but you're there to pull him up lord i believe that's where we are as a nation and other nations in the world lord we hear of where the persecution seems to be that heaviest and Iran and China, that's where the revival is the greatest. That's right. So, Father, we're praying. Yes, we're, we could be coming in some, but Lord, I pray it will cause us to more turn our eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and then the, this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and love. Mm. Lord, we need your glory manifested on this earth. We need to see your glory fall. And I believe that happens as men and women are on their faces crying out to you, Lord, mm. crying and, and listening to what you're, you're ready to do, you're wanting to do. Mm. Lord, it's through the power of praise as Jehoshaphat sent forth the choirs, the worshipers. I believe, Lord, we need to spend a lot of time in praise and worship mm. because yes. when the choir went out, by the time they showed up at the enemy's camp, they had killed themselves and had left, and they got to go in for just the bounty. So, hmm. Lord, we pray right now hmm. for your glory to fall upon our nation and the nations of the world. We hmm. pray, 
we know we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for peace around, but we know that's not going to hum, come till the Prince of Peace, you come and reign eternally in Jerusalem for a million years. So, Lord, we're believing a thousand years, a million, forever, actually. So, Lord, we're just thanking you and praising you for what you're getting ready to do. Amen. Don't let us get in the way. Lord, as I often say, don't let me see my shadow. Let your glory be gone before us. Amen. May it be surrounding us as we spend our time in your presence. And may we see your kingdom come. Amen. And your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Yes. And we ask this in the name that's above all names, the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen. Amen. Lord. Thank you so much. That was powerful. I'm encouraged. I, I was encouraged before we talked, but now I'm really encouraged. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. For more information, go to grandawakening.org. That's grandawakening.org.